0: Equal housing lender, member FDIC, copyright 2024,
1: U.S. Bank. And a good Wednesday morning to you. We are tracking damaging tornadoes across the South overnight. Yeah, that's
2: severe weather, far from over, and now it's on the move. It's November 30th. This is today. Breaking overnight. nearly two dozen reports of tornadoes across three Gulf states, destroying homes, uprooting trees and knocking out power. Tens of millions in that storm system's path today as it moves up the East Coast. We've got your full forecast. Under fire, the top Republicans on Capitol Hill now weighing in on Donald Trump's dinner with Kanye West and a known white supremacist and Holocaust denier.
3: Anyone meeting with people advocating that point of view, in my judgment, are highly unlikely to ever be elected president of the United States. This
2: morning, the growing fallout and what the former president is now saying about the controversy and its impact on his campaign. Still searching, police towing away five cars from the scene of that mysterious quadruple murder in Idaho. Just ahead, the newest developments in the investigation as a college campus prepares to come together to honor the victims. The British are coming, Prince William and Princess Kate arriving in Boston this morning to begin their royal tour where they're live. All that plus, tonight's the night. We're just hours away from flipping the switch on the world's most famous Christmas tree. Inside, the festive excitement surrounding the event and tips and tricks to save money on your own tree this season. And Qatar heroes. The U.S. advances at the World Cup after defeating Iran in a heart-stopping must-win match for both teams. And we're celebrating with one of Team USA's bright young stars joining us live today, Wednesday, November 30th, 2022.
4: From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza.
2: Well, good morning. It's so good to see you. Happy you're starting your Wednesday morning with us. Savannah has the morning
1: off. Can we just say, wow, Team USA did it. Well done. (laughs) It was an amazing match yesterday. A huge win from Team USA advancing this Mm -hmm. Saturday morning, playing the Netherlands. We're going to spend some time in just a few moments with one of the stars of that team, Christian Pulisic, sacrificing his body for the game's lone Mm -hmm. goal in the 38th minute, uh, just enough for victory over Iran. Moving the Americans on to the next round. And
2: look at this face. Just take a look. Yeah, Team USA star midf- midfielder Eunice Musa. He's live. He's got a couple reasons to celebrate. Uh he just, he's not 19 anymore. He turned <laughs> 20.
1: It's his birthday. We can't wait to talk to him coming up. Uh, but we do want to start with that severe weather. Overnight, tornadoes and heavy rain wreaking absolute havoc across the south. A lot of the damage in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. That storm system now
2: heading east and up the coast as millions are heading out the door for this morning's commute. And of course, we're all watching tonight's forecast closely because we do have our tree lighting celebration right here in Rockefeller. We want to see how that's going to go. We'll get to Dylan in just a moment. But first, NBC's Sam Brock joins us from Steens, Mississippi, where things aren't looking good. Hey, Sam, good morning.
5: No, not great. Hoda, Craig, good morning, good to be with you. Look, we're looking at nearly two dozen reports of tornadoes, most of them guys in Mississippi, but also Louisiana and Alabama as well. Hoda, as you mentioned, I'm in Steens, Mississippi, where we're seeing isolated examples of this. Trees snapped in half. Look at these splinters right here, a wild visual, as the trunk of the tree is sitting on top of a small boat, All over this property litter, just mounds of debris and what appears to be a pole puncturing the side of this house. Now this could potentially have been a historically dangerous event. Thankfully it was not, but it still left plenty of people worried for their safety. In the middle of the night, few things could be scarier. Then a black funnel cloud filling the sky against the sound of sirens. This tornado in Bassfield, Mississippi, one of more than 20 sightings from Louisiana to Alabama to Mississippi. Storms bringing in massive wind gusts to the region. Lowndes County was one of the hardest hit areas. Roofs ripped right off homes and the local fire station destroyed.
4: We'll know more in the daylight, but what it looks like right now, this building will have to come down uh, and we'll have to start the rebuild process.
5: Power companies working through the night to clear downed lines and trees. Fortunately, no serious injuries reported. In the town of Steens, winds ripping the steeple right off this church. While in Caldwell Parish, Louisiana, the sheriff confirms two people were injured from a tornado that damaged several homes. These types of nocturnal tornadoes are historically two and a half times more deadly than those that happened during the day. So far though, no reports of any fatalities. Even as supercells flashed for hours and lightning flickered with violent frequency. Mother Nature's wrath on full display, keeping large sections of the Tennessee and Mississippi Valleys on edge, but largely unharmed. And less than a mile from where I'm standing, there is a small grocery store where there were several people trapped inside as a tornado was touching down last night. Luckily, they were able to get outside safely. As for a new tornado watch now extended for several more hours this morning, it affects parts of Alabama, Georgia and the Florida Panhandle, guys, affecting some two plus million people. Hold it back to you. All right, Sam Brock for us there in Steens, Mississippi.
1: Sam, thank you. That's a lot of folks in the path. Dylan, in for Al, once again tracking where that severe weather was and, and where it's headed now. What are we looking at? Dylan? Well,
0: yesterday, the National Weather Service designated the area hard hit as a potentially dangerous situation. It's kind of an enhancement of a tornado watch. Now the threat has I'd say lessened a little bit, but we're still looking at these tornado watches in effect, including the panhandle of Florida, moving into the southeast. You can see all these flashes here. That's cloud to ground lightning. It's very dangerous along with the heavy uh, rain and the gusty winds, too. We could still see wind gusts up to about 60 miles per hour. Those straight line wind gusts can cause a lot of damage and also the threat of tornadoes again into southeastern Alabama, southwestern Georgia, and into the panhandle of Florida as well. It's all out ahead of this cold front. So that will move through the southeast through the day. But in the northeast, we're not looking at severe storms, but we are looking for a lot of rain. We'll likely see wind gusts as well, especially on the backside of this storm system. So when the The rain is happening. We could see gusts up to about 40, 50 miles per hour. And on the backside, still looking at wind gusts up to about 30 to 40 miles per hour all across the northeast. And with the saturated ground because of all that rain, we could see downed trees, power lines. So power outages are a possibility. Also, flight delays when you're looking at wind gusts this high later on tonight.
2: All right, Dylan, thank you so much. Let's move now to that nail-biting drama at the World Cup. Team USA pulled out a thrilling victory over Iran to advance to the next round. The match filled with tension on and off the field. In a moment, we are going to talk to one of the young stars who played a major role in that win. His name is Eunice Musa. but first, NBC's Megan Fitzgerald. She joins us from Doha. Hey, Megan, oh, what a night.
6: I know, Hoda. This is huge. Now, look, despite the odds, Team USA one step closer to clinching that World Cup title. And look, this was a stressful game. We watched as Team USA was able to hold Iran the entire second half of the game to get this win. This morning, after a nail-biter of a high-stakes World Cup game, a victory for Team USA, the Americans beating Iran 1-0, advancing in the tournament, led by young superstar Christian Pulisic. 38 minutes into the match, Pulisic connecting with the back of the net. Celebrated by Andres Contour's iconic call on Telemundo. Pulisic colliding with the goalie and pulling out of the game with a pelvic injury. But sending this message, I'll be ready Saturday, don't worry.
1: Obviously the goal today was, was massive.
6: Later, greeting his teammates on their victory lap back at the hotel. Fans celebrated back home. At the White House. They did it.
3: God love them.
6: And in Doha. The energy is electric. Team USA is
0: officially moving on to the next round. It's amazing. We've waited eight years for this. We're just so happy that we won.
6: Victory feels beautiful. A win after political tension surrounded the two teams in the days leading up to the match. The Iranian players navigating upheaval back home with displays of solidarity in the tournament and pressure from the Iranian government. Team USA's players comforting the Iranian team and Tim Weah posting, I would just like to send my love to this wonderful team. True sportsmanship as both teams keep politics off the pitch and leave everything they have on the field. Now, while Christian Pulisic did say that he's going to be returning on Saturday, Team USA tweeted uh, that his official diagnosis is a pelvic contusion and that it's day by day right now. So the hope is that he will be 100
2: percent to take on the, the Netherlands on Saturday guys. Megan, I have a weird feeling he's going to be there. Uh, Thank you so much. Wow. Um, We're so excited to talk to Eunice Moose in just one second, but boy, 38 minutes in the game. yeah, There goes that. We've been waiting for our one goal, and it happened at that perfect time, and it was pretty incredible. Those last few minutes were like nail-biters. To
1: your point, though, what about all those fans who made that journey over to Doha from the United States being able to see this victory Uh eight years in the making? Uh, Now we have what we can only imagine is a very tired but very happy member of Team USA with us this morning, Eunice Musa. Eunice, good morning to you. Not a bad way to spend that 20th birthday, by the way, on yesterday. So happy belated birthday to you. Happy victory to you. How does it feel uh, on the heels of that win?
7: Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. Um well just the birthday I wanted, really. Um, I don't really spend my birthday doing much, but this this birthday was a really special one. I'm never going to forget it, you know. Um, my 10th birthday and then obviously not going home yet.
2: <laughs> oh, good. No, we got no. the Netherlands yet. But can I just ask a question about what do you think made the difference? This is one of those matches that a lot of people didn't have the U.S. pick to win, but we pulled it out. We're a very young team. What do you think made the difference, Eunice?
7: Yeah, um, I feel like we just kept on growing after every game. Um, I've, I've seen the team grow after each game. Obviously, we have a lot of people that have never played in a World Cup, so we're just taking the experience as we go along. Uh, everyone says, like, obviously, we're a young team as we are, but I feel like, um, yeah, we've, uh, we've shown time and time again that we're capable of playing at this high level.
1: Let's talk about that injured teammate, Christian Pulisic, who scored the lone goal. Uh, we saw him from his hospital bed <laughs> assuring us yeah. that he is going to be there. What are you hearing? Is is he definitely in on Saturday?
7: Yeah, so unfortunately, uh, like, it's part of the sport. Um, people can get injured and stuff, and we'll... Uh... We're not happy to see him go, come off the field like that. You know, it was really hurt. But uh, he's, he's with the group right now, and uh, he's, he's feeling better. So hopefully he'll be all right for Saturday. I don't know yet, but I really hope and I pray for him that he'll be all right for Saturday.
2: Oh, We do too. Uh, Eunice, there was a beautiful moment at the end of the game. Iranian players were kind of on the on their knees on the ground after the loss. And one by one, members of Team USA went up and comforted them. Will you talk about what that moment was like on the field?
7: Yeah, um, I've always thought about that moment and you kind of are on both sides of that moment a lot of times in your career whether you lose or win, you know, we're both, both of us are on the pitch trying to, trying to do the best for our country, trying to win. And then at the end of the day, um, only one can go through with the glory and it's sad to see, obviously, um, what it could have been. Uh, you being in that position and going home, so yeah, it's not a nice feeling. So I mean, that's why uh, so many of our players are comforting them because uh, it's really tough to take that.
1: Let's look ahead to Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. You guys are going to be facing another tough team from the Netherlands, Eunice. Mm-hmm. How, how do you like our chance? Come on, come on, Eunice. What do we have to do to advance? <laughs>
7: <laughs> yeah, uh, as I said, um, we have to grow after every game. So again. We have to learn from this game and see what we can do better in that game to win because uh, it's just getting harder and harder now. The stakes are getting higher and uh, we want to go all the way. So, yeah, we're going to go in that game uh, with everything we got again mm-hmm. as we've been leaving everything on the pitch, uh, nothing less. And um, that's all we've got to do. Well, well we're, Eunice, we're,
2: we're, we're super proud of you yes. guys. You guys are doing an incredible job. We can't wait for Saturday. We'll be watching back home.
1: Making your country quite you. proud, Eunice. Thank uh-huh. you. No one, by the way, played more minutes as a teenager yeah. Yeah. than Eunice Moussa. That's right. So, Eunice, congrats. Oh, and by the way, a reminder, folks, you can watch the World Cup on Telemundo and
2: Peacock. All right. We've got a lot more to get to, including the growing backlash facing Donald Trump from fellow Republicans after his dinner with a known white nationalist. And the former president himself is now weighing in. NBC's senior Capitol Hill correspondent Garrett hake has got the latest on this. Hey, Garrett, good morning.
3: Hey, Hoda, good morning to you. And look, we're just two weeks into Donald Trump's third presidential campaign, and he's already once again feuding with top elected officials in his party. It's all part of the growing fallout from that dinner you mentioned, which now has the GOP in damage control mode and the former president fuming. In just two weeks since announcing his 2024 campaign, Donald Trump already facing major criticism from GOP party leaders Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy over a pre-Thanksgiving dinner at his Mar-a-Lago club with prominent white supremacist Nick Fuentes. Anyone meeting with people advocating that point of view, in my judgment, are highly unlikely to ever be elected president of the United States.
1: I don't think anybody should associate or be a part of anything with Nick Fuentes.
3: But neither mentioned him by name. McCarthy, whom Mr. Trump has supported in his effort to become House Speaker next year, falsely claiming Mr. Trump had condemned Fuentes multiple times. And McConnell dodging a question on if he would support Mr. Trump should he win the GOP nomination in 2024. That would apply to all of the leaders in the party who will be seeking offices. The former president, in an interview with FoxNews.com, attacking McConnell as a loser, insisting he did not know Fuentes, saying, quote, I had no idea what his views were, and they weren't expressed at the table in our very quick dinner, or it wouldn't have been accepted. Fuentes, an outspoken anti-Semite and Holocaust denier, arrived at Mar-a-Lago last Tuesday as a guest of the rapper Ye, formerly known as Kanye West, who's also embroiled in controversy for recent anti-Semitic remarks. A longtime Trump advisor telling NBC News the master troll got trolled. According to another Trump confidant, West told Trump he intended to run for president, suggesting the former president could be his running mate. The source, who spoke with NBC anonymously after speaking with Trump, says Trump described the West suggestion with an expletive, adding, quote, he's crazy. He can't beat me. But the backlash is still growing.
8: President Trump was wrong uh, uh, to give a uh a white nationalist, uh, uh, an anti-Semite, and a Holocaust denier a seat at the table. And uh, I think he should apologize for it.
3: And on the campaign part of Mr. Trump's presidential campaign, he is scheduled to give a speech tomorrow night from Mar-a-Lago for a ticket-buying audience. But two weeks after the launch of his campaign, he's yet to hold an event outside his private residence. Sources tell NBC News he's not expected to campaign in Georgia before that big Senate runoff there either. All right, Garrett Higginbotham, there at Capitol Hill. Garrett, thank you. And meanwhile, the Senate passed
1: landmark legislation yesterday that would codify federal protection for marriages of same-sex and interracial couples. The Respect for Marriage Act was approved 61 to 36, with support from all Democrats and 12 Republicans. That measure now returns to the House for a final vote before it can go to President Biden's desk. The Senate vote reflects the rapidly growing public support for same-sex marriage, which hit a new high of 71% in Gallup polls. Back in June.
2: 17 minutes past the hour. Time to check in with Dylan, the all-important forecast.
0: Yes, and the forecast is just very active, I would say. We do have the severe storm potential down across the southeast. We also have rain and gusty winds likely across the northeast. That will get going, I'd say, mid-morning and last through uh, early evening before the rain clears out. And then we're just looking at the wind. Back behind it, it's cold. Temperatures in the 20s and 30s, some 40s a little farther to the south, but still below average. And then the next system is already making its way In the Pacific Northwest, bringing some rain and heavy snow to the mountains, and that will uh, travel east across the country and be our next weather maker. And that's your latest forecast. All right, thanks, Dylan. Dylan, Thank
1: you. Still ahead here: new developments in the investigation of that mysterious quadruple murder in Idaho. Several cars now removed from the crime scene. Morgan Chesky is in Moscow for us. Morgan, good morning.
8: Yeah, Craig, good morning. And as a memorial grows for those four slain students, so to questions regarding the lack of a suspect and the lack of a recovered murder weapon. Coming up, how students all across the state are panning are planning to pay tribute. To those four young lives.
2: All right. Thank you, Morgan. Plus, uh, before we light the world's most famous Christmas tree later tonight, we're going to help you trim your tree. It may cost you a little extra this year. So what is driving up those prices? And how's the best way to find a deal? We'll let you know. But first, this is Today on NBC.
4: Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom.
5: Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis
9: crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast.
10: When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. visibility at indeed.com slash today just go to indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash today conditions apply need to hire you need indeed oh yeah
2: back now 7 30 guess what just hours away from kicking off your holiday season. That is our tree, and tonight she's going to get lit. Uh, you know, It never gets old. It no. never does, and so are we. We hope that you'll <laughs> join us for a fun and festive night. Uh, we got stars, performances. We're going to get you in the spirit. Alicia Keys, among others, are going to be singing. Andrea Bocelli, okay, his yes. family. The anyway, Rockettes. Christmas. Yeah, the Rockettes. Christmas at Rockefeller Center starts at 8, 7 Central, Right here on
1: NBC. Dan mm-hmm. and Shay
2: performing, too, and they'll oh, be yes. performing here in a bit. It's
1: going to be a heck of a show. Yeah. heck of a show. Chanel Jones yes. always Good lights morning. up a studio uh, as yeah, well. Yes, she does. Good, right light. Good yes. to see
2: you, Chanel. All right, let's get to our 730 headlines. A guilty verdict yesterday for the founder of the Oath Keepers militia group stemming from the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. A federal jury found Stuart Rhodes and one associate guilty of seditious conspiracy in a case that involved a rarely used Civil War era. A statute. The charge carries a maximum sentence of 20 years in prison. Rhodes' attorney said they plan to appeal that conviction.
1: China's former leader, Jiang Zemin, who came to power after the Tiananmen Square protests, has died at the age of 96. Jiang was a surprise choice to lead a divided Communist Party after the turmoil back in 1989. He saw China through history-making changes, including a revival of market-oriented reforms. His death comes at a turbulent time in China, protests against that country's zero COVID policy have erupted across China, and some demonstrators are calling on current President Xi Jinping to step down.
11: New aerial videos show Hawaii's Mauna Loa volcano spewing fountains of lava and sending glowing streams across its surface. Look at this. The volcano began erupting on Sunday for the first time since 1984, ending its longest quiet period in recorded history. Hawaii officials say the eruption does not pose any threat to property at this time, but officials have opened two shelters on the island as a precaution.
1: Also this morning, we are following new developments in that mysterious case in Idaho, the still unsolved, gruesome murders of four young college students. Police were
2: back at the crime scene yesterday and removed several vehicles. This as the University of Idaho prepares for a campus-wide vigil tonight. NBC's Morgan Chesky is in Moscow for us this morning. Hey, good morning, Morgan.
8: Yeah, Hoda Craig, good morning. And there is a rising concern, and in some cases, outright fear at the lack of information this investigation has produced so far. No suspect, no murder weapon recovered. And now, as the memorial for those four slain students grow, students statewide are paying tribute as this investigation deepens. Outside the home that's now a crime scene, police towing away five snow-covered vehicles that haven't been driven in weeks. Police say the cars are being moved to a secure location to continue processing evidence. While on campus, students say the unsolved murders are weighing heavy on their minds.
0: I have an evening class that I go walk to in the dark and come home from in the dark, and I have my roommates take me to that now.
8: In the early morning hours of November 13th, police say Ethan Chapin, Xana Kernodal, Madison Mogan and Kaylee Gonzalez were stabbed to death in their shared home. A mother who lives across the street says she was home but didn't hear anything suspicious.
3: I was actually breastfeeding but it was quiet um, and I was exhausted so I could have very easily missed something.
8: This evening, the victims' lives are being remembered with a candlelight vigil on campus. Colleges and universities across the state are also coming together at the same time to support the victims and their loved ones, including the College of Eastern Idaho.
3: It's just um, so hard to see the struggle that they're going through and the pain that they have.
8: The shocking crime even rattling students at other schools. The main thing that I'm hearing from
3: students is um, they're remembering to lock their doors. They're uh, remembering to... um, Watch over their friends
8: when they're um, traveling uh, to and from campus. Police have not made an arrest nor found the murder weapon, a frustrating dearth of information for the devastated families. They're kind of just telling me that they can't tell me much, which is frustrating. Investigators say they've conducted 150 interviews and processed more than 100 pieces of evidence, received more than 1,000 tips including rumors Kaylee might have had a stalker.
9: This is a criminal investigation, and so we can't throw all of our cards on the table and tell everybody everything that we have.
8: A community in fear coming together to grieve the loss of four young lives.
2: So much unanswered here, Morgan. Obviously, there's no suspect they've been saying this, but do investigators have any idea who it is not? Have they been able to rule out anybody?
8: Hoda, they're certainly trying to, and they are staying tight-lipped. But over the last 24 hours, we have learned that they have ruled out the two surviving roommates who were inside that home at the time of the crime. They don't believe they are connected at all. And they also ruled out a male individual that those two girls called in those early morning hours as not being a part of this either. However, there are still so many questions here, uh, and that is why the community is pressing authorities for more answers hoda
2: indeed all right morgan chesky for us there in moscow idaho morgan thank you
11: coming up Haley bieber opening up about a new health struggle in her life shining a light on a condition that many women suffer with in silence
1: first though jacob sobroff doing a a little (laughs) christmas tree shopping this morning there he is jacob's gonna help us save some money on our tree huh
9: Craig, I've been scouring the streets of New York City all night looking for the deals uh, on the best Christmas tree price. I will bring it to you coming out right after this. Don't go anywhere, guys.
2: Oh. oh, we're back at 739 with Consumer Confidential. This morning's focus, a symbol of the holiday season. Of course, we're talking about the Christmas tree. Yeah, you
1: probably head to a store, perhaps a tree farm to get your tree. But here in New York, take a look. They line them up right on the sidewalks for weeks.
11: Yeah, they do. NBC's Jacob Sober Office at one of those stands checking out ways to save on your tree. Good morning to you, Jacob.
9: Hi, Chanel. I wish it was smell-o-vision, not for the smells of the streets in New York, but for the Christmas tree. It's not a farm. It's a Christmas tree alley. And I gather what I've heard, 25 to 30 million Christmas trees are sold every year in the United States of America. Prices are going up for farmers. They're going up for consumers. That is not stopping many of them, though. Take a look. With the holidays officially underway, many Americans will be getting into the spirit with the symbol of the season, a Christmas tree. Selecting a tree together, part of a family tradition for many.
0: I kept checking, when can we go, when can we go? Yes, I'm excited.
9: At the Pine Valley Tree Farm in Maryland, the Underwood family has been planting and selling trees for over seven decades. This is
0: the best time of the year for me because I get to see customers who have been coming here for 40, 50 years.
9: But like so many other things this year, inflation is impacting their pricing and they have to pass it on to customers.
0: Fertilizer has doubled and tripled and quadrupled. Obviously, fuel costs have gone up tremendously. So that all affects your bottom line, as well as labor costs.
9: The Real Christmas Tree Board estimates prices are up between 5 and 15% this holiday season. The
0: retail price of a Christmas tree is going to vary widely by geographic location, and most importantly, how far you are from a major Christmas tree production area.
9: To get the best deal when selecting a tree, keep species in mind. Douglas firs and pine varieties are usually more affordable. Shop early in the season for the best selection. Compare prices and consider Cyber Week sales on an artificial tree to reuse year after year. Perhaps the number one tip to save don't buy too much tree. Save room for several inches for the Christmas tree stand, and you can buy the tree that's the right size. For everyone who celebrates the season, it's the Christmas spirit that brings people together. And
0: see how excited they are to be picking out their Christmas tree, and how excited they are when they find that perfect tree for themselves.
9: All right. So check this out. If you're not an artificial tree person, I I gather from the experts that there are alternatives. You can also make a wood tree, a tabletop fabric tree. You could use metal to make a fake Christmas tree or you could buy a potted Christmas tree. But those are pricey too. 150 bucks for five uh, to six feet. On 44th Street here uh, on the west side, it might even cost you a little bit more, you guys.
0: Yeah,
2: you right.
9: It's not cheap in here. It is, no. it is what not. about a Festivus tree? Do they have, <laughs> do they have Festivus <laughs> trees? A or a Hanukkah Bush. <laughs> <laughs> Hanukkah bush. <laughs> there you exactly. go. Thank you, Jacob.
2: By the way, what I love about some of those tree stands <sighs> is they actually have a shopping cart that's there so yeah. you can wheel your tree to your apartment ah, and wheel. And, the and then shopping bring it back? Show. It's just a one shopping cart. Yeah. You know
11: what it also it back works? And a stroller. Make the kid uh, yeah. walk throw and the trick it, it's a yes. new york trick That's
0: all right, right we're we still in dryer. you got to check of the weather yeah and it is going to get a little bit messy on the east coast today we've got that big storm system it brought some severe storms down south yesterday with significant severe weather and tornadoes today for the northeast not severe but we are looking for a lot of rain it's going to inch closer and closer to the northeast by mid-morning but we already have some areas of heavier rain down near pittsburgh into uh, western north and south carolina we have some of that rain too it's this cold front and as this moves eastward the rain comes with it but but on the backside of it, that's when it's going to get really windy. And those west to northwest winds off of Lake Erie, off of Lake Ontario, produces the lake effect snow. So we are looking for some areas, especially uh, hard hit areas from the last go round of lake effect snow. We could end up with about six to 12 inches of rain. Although back through uh, south of Buffalo into Erie, Pennsylvania, it looks like just a couple of inches. But this whole storm system indicates that the wind is going to be strong. And we are looking for mostly just wind as an issue for tonight's uh, tree lighting. Between 8 to 10, the rain should be gone, but winds could be gusty up to about uh, 40 miles per hour. Temperature is not too cold, about 48 degrees. And that's your latest forecast. All
2: right, Dylan, thank
0: you. Coming up next, Inside the Royal Visit from the Prince and Princess of Wales
2: kicking off today. And you know where Kier Simmons is. He's right there. He's live in Boston, their first stop on William and Kate's tour. We're going to talk to here, our other royal, coming up after
11: this. <laughs> I like that.
1: Well we are back with some royal excitement on this side of the pond. Yeah, William and Kate, the
2: Prince and Princess of Wales, they're starting a brief visit to Boston, and that is exactly where NBC <laughs> Keir Simmons is. Hey Keir, good morning. <laughs>
4: Hey, hello, good morning to you. Here we are in the harbour, home of the Boston Tea Party. Now this city set to welcome the royals. I guess a lot has changed in the past few hundred years. The royal couple will land around lunchtime. William will flick a switch to turn some of the buildings here green to highlight his environmental cause. And then, guys, you know, there will be folks here in the next three days who will hear Princess of Wales and will do a double take because, of course, it will be Catherine, Princess of Wales. Eight years since they took New York by storm, William and Kate returning to the U.S. today for their first overseas trip as Prince and Princess of Wales. Walking in the footsteps of his mother, the late Diana, Princess of Wales, whose trips to America were a sensation. Famously dancing with John Travolta.
2: I think they're very excited.
4: Their visit, all the more symbolic. Just months after the death of Queen Elizabeth, the British ambassador tells us this morning.
2: You know, we saw these amazing outpourings of affection and warmth and respect from Americans all over the country uh, when the Queen died. Uh, and if you like, here are the Queen's uh, grandson uh, and his wife uh, come to renew and carry on the friendship and admiration for America uh, that the Queen instilled and embodied.
4: The focal point on Friday Williams Earthshot awards a star-studded event celebrating work to tackle climate change while Catherine will focus on her passion early child development. Their first trip to the US as a newly married couple in 2011 was to California now home to Harry and Meghan Duke and Duchess of Sussex. There are no plans for the two couples to meet as they did in the wake of the Queen's death. But the very fact that the brothers won't see each other will inevitably raise fresh doubts about their strained relationship. And William and Kate will be determined not to turn this into some kind of a popularity contest to keep the focus, guys, on their causes, and to have a little bit of fun. I suspect you might see them at a basketball game at some point. Meanwhile, guys, uh, can I get a cup of tea around here? No, I <laughs> don't have no. that for you. Sorry. Yeah. Too, buddy. By, the by the way, way throw away all
2: the tea. By the, by the way, the ball game. Thanks, that's, Keir. That'd be cool to see them on right? That would be. Fun. Oh, courtside! Yeah. All right, Kier. Uh, just ahead, a Hollywood icon is joining us right here in Studio One A. The legendary.